You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome to Flying Casual, a podcast that does not break scoops or tell you how crappy of a Star Wars fan you are. Just a few friends sitting around the table talking about what we love about Star Wars um, and sharing those thoughts with you guys and and you sharing your thoughts with us. So welcome one, welcome all. Uh, Holly, how you doing? (laughs) I feel like you jumped into that intro sounding like you had a scoop. We don't usually break scoops. But here's a scoop. You? The scoop is 50 cent rips off Star Wars melody uh, for just a little bit. That's the scoop. If you sing it for us, is that. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. Uh, right? I can't. Uh, Holly can attest to this. Random <laughs> songs every day just pop into my mind. And that happened to be one today. Everyone knows the song, right? Everybody here, right? Everyone listening? Yeah, we all know it. I probably won't sing the lyrics. But probably not PG thirteen. Also, we get in trouble for that. Well, yeah, I, I don't I think we can to, afford yeah. that. No, we can't. <laughs> no, um, but you know, yeah. So maybe that's the scoop. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter. Flying we'll casual. See how far it goes. <laughs> we can't afford to be sued by Fifty Cent. <laughs> I think Fifty's a Star Wars fan. Probably. Probably. He's like really big into movies and TV. Like he's yeah. a producer, right, or director? Give, him, give yeah, give him give him Star War. Luke, would you uh, would you pay to see a fifty cent <laughs> produced Star Wars film? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna you know reject any Star Wars. Probably I give every every Star Wars at least one Amen. pass. That's right. I mean, look, I think that he could do a really cool show, mm-hmm. like throw in some cantina scenes. It'd be awesome, Jabba. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a story of survival, which is I mean that's Star Wars. He could tell a hell of a story. The but dude's f- been shot like seven times. <laughs> but 50 Cent does yeah. have some really good work out there oh, as far as like TV I shows and movies go. Love yeah. 50 Cent. Sure. I, 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 I'm not as familiar with him now. I know as a teenager, boy, my 94 grand dam was bumping some 50. And <laughs> I don't think I understood half the stuff that he was talking about. But man, I had a sweet beat. God. You yeah. know, I was thinking the other day. Yeah. About I was 50. like, well, I was like, so many of these songs were on yeah. the radio completely inappropriate. Absolutely. Had a bunch of fourth graders singing, yep. take yeah. me to the candy shop. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. There's some, I don't know. There's a lot of songs out there that I'm shocked now that Holly is actually reciting the lyrics to me. I'm trying to, you know, recite them and sing them and I have no idea what I'm doing. And she's like, wow, Michael, that's not the lyric. Here's the actual lyric. I'm like, how is that on the radio? <laughs> like, how is half of this stuff that Papa Roach was singing on the radio? Yeah. That was popular when I was in like seventh grade. Luke probably remembers that one. You know, Papa Roach, Luke, back in the day. Got bong. I know the Roach. Right? Yep. Uh, I almost sang a song that wasn't theirs. Yeah, I know. Um, I that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tapped in deep there. Uh, but, guys, we're not talking about 50 Cent. Uh, we're not talking about Papa Roach, though. I, I would love to see a 50-directed uh, film. Oh, I thought or you were Or write a say. Star Wars song. I'd be down for that, too. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a 50 Cent Papa Roach mashup i don't know yeah i thought that's where he was <laughs> yeah. going to like the old why like, not you know that would have been like a, a response to the lincoln park jay-z <laughs> collaboration <laughs> oh yeah jay-z actually oh, yeah yeah i'm i'm fitty and i got Roach. Go. <laughs> yeah i'd be down why yeah. not bring him back whatever bring him back uh, I'll have to investigate what 50's doing. I have no idea what he's doing nowadays, but uh, we'll check it Producing. out. Producing. Producing. He's just, he's still hungry, which is great. 
Um, guys, but we, it, believe it or not, it has been over eight years since our girl Ahsoka Tano was betrayed by the Jedi Council and uh, forced to, to, to find her own destiny. I cannot believe that it's been eight years uh, since that season five epic story arc, um, which is going to get talked about here, guys. We are talking about uh, the three of us, our favorite Clone Wars stories. Um, it was actually, uh, that idea was prompted by a really great uh, StarWars.com article. Um, they do these opinion pieces uh, that they call from a certain point of view, and that's what they were discussing a few weeks ago. Um, what's the most memorable? What's the most impactful Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars story to you? And they brought up a couple good ones that we're going to talk about, and hey, we might share in those. We may differ in those. Uh, we may go three hours talking about it. I have no idea what, what holds this conversation. Um, but uh, before that, guys, let's tap into the Net. Been an interesting week and a half couple of weeks some interesting stories coming out there on the holonet luke i want to run a few by you see if they interest you at all um uh, we've got uh kathleen kennedy is not fired from lucasfilm we've got uh, benedict cumberbatch is not gonna play thrawn and uh disney theme parks has banned screaming from all disney theme but wait sorry the producer has told me that that last story is complete and utter bullshit. So, False. Luke, uh, g- give me your thoughts on those first two. Any surprises there? Is the third one <laughs> false, though? I remember. Do you guys remember the story when Japan got the pan- pandemic under Fake control? News. And sort of the Fake first news. Wave, they, they reopened the theme parks and they said Tom. no screaming, right? No, that was I, fake, I, too. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, that one may have been. I, I'm, I'm starting to think that Russia's behind it all. Okay? We already have the intel reports. Because it ex- screaming expels more particles here's the thing you're gonna get so much you know it doesn't matter what you keep your mouth it's going through your nose i mean you gotta you're gonna get all the particles you're gonna get it all over your face you know it's just wow phrasing (laughs) phrasing you're right you're right roller coasters it's i dark place you don't ride them i don't ride roller coasters i don't go anywhere near them anything that gets me more than three feet Uh off the ground i am not going near yeah at all ever (laughs) Big time Not in my life. From Holly. Um, Aren't you in a loft right yes. now? Okay, so actually... <laughs> we have quick, to blindfold her to get her upstairs. Quick yeah. story. The loft makes me really nervous yeah. when I get close to, like, the wall. Mm-hmm. Michael and I talked about knocking out the wall and putting in, like, yeah. a banister where you can kind of, like, idea. see through it. Uh, no freaking way. Bad idea. Um, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I don't need to share it, but I'm going to now because I'm invested in this. Yeah. Um, my aunt... In Maine, she had this log cabin that she lived in, and it had a spiral staircase. She, like, bought it Ooh, off of somebody cool. and installed it herself, and she had a big loft. Oh, but you, a, like... A, a, a do-it-yourself spiral? Yeah, she, that she sounds does. unsafe. No, she's she, okay. she built the house herself. That's so. awesome. But she installed the spiral staircase, and my cousin, w- when she wasn't or I guess this is like right before she graduated high school, but that was kind of like her room. And I don't know how they got a mattress up there. I don't know how they got anything up there. Cause it mm. was literally just a spiral staircase. Yeah. But Hannah was like, you need to come up and look at my room. So I went over, I went up, I got stuck halfway up the staircase because it was far enough away from the edge of the loft that she had to put a catwalk yeah. in between the staircase and the loft. And then she just tried to get cute and put these iron posts with like these, this like really thick, like rope for like mm-hmm. a sailboat. 
along the sides of it. Oh, no way. I got Perfect. halfway up that thing, and I just, like, <laughs> sat down and held on to the railing, and I was yeah. like, I have to go. It's, it's a trip being around Holly in, in situations where you're elevating yourself. Uh, Star Wars Celebration, for one, in Chicago, going up an escalator. Oh, my God. Holly <laughs> froze. And luckily, I think... We were on one escalator going up. Holly is freaking out. <laughs> the escalator going up beside oh us. Oh, my God. It stopped. Stopped abruptly. And all these people were thrust forward. Oh, my God. And so her nerves were just elevated. It was. Literally. That was intense. You forgot about that, right? I did forget. I, like, repressed that yeah. memory. I, like, tucked it somewhere away. <laughs> I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, if that you've ever scary. been to, what was that, the McCormick? Yeah center if you've ever been there it's that big convention center yeah. and the escalator is probably like three stories tall big time yeah and they have a bunch next to each other i forgot that thing yeah. stopped it stopped working and all these people got like thrown around yeah. on it i don't know how nobody fell down backwards mm -hmm. that was really here's scary. here's the great thing about that too um i didn't realize what was happening with you i don't know if i was in front of you i didn't really realize what was happening because when it happened, it was early in the morning. So everyone's trying to rush in there and get like Starbucks. all the exclusive stuff. Oh. Well, yeah, well, Starbucks <laughs> waiting in line for three hours for Starbucks. But trying to get all the exclusive like merch and stuff that sells out really early. So like people are right at the, uh, these escalators. And that thing stops abruptly. And all those people kind of go flying. And I just remember looking back at them and saying, slam on you nerds. And I just took off for the exclusives. But Holly's just panicking there behind <laughs> me. I had no idea what was going on until I turned around and saw you just huddled by the holding on to the rail for the ride like please don't please don't <laughs> stop abruptly oh my god that I was get, great i just Good get times. like really uncomfortable so i'm probably gonna have nightmares about heights because we brought this well, topic up probably we'll, I did we'll it stay to myself. we had to actually stay away from escalators yeah, that there, entire rest of the trip there was something about cumberbatch yeah <laughs> he is also <laughs> what's the question also again? afraid of heights uh so we, we've got uh <laughs> benedict cumberbatch coming out apparently everyone is fan casting him to be a throne which I, I guess i see it but he, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch came out and said, um, you tell me this person's blue. No, I'm out. I got a family to raise. Like, you're not going to, I'm not going to sit in makeup for five hours and play a character like that. So, I mean, any, any concerns about that, Luke? I mean, were you, were you really hoping that he'd be our, our boy Thrawn? I haven't spent two seconds <laughs> fan casting Thrawn in mm -hmm. my head. Yeah. So I, I can't say I have a strong reaction to that. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is, great. is great. Yeah. I, um, he's smog, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Hobbit, he's a, he's a dragon. Yep. He um, played Alan uh, Turing in that great uh, Code Codebreaker yep. movie, and apparently he's in a bunch of Marvel movies, yep. I guess. So he's got range, you know. Um, fantastic actor. I think he would do great yep. at it if it's one of those like misdirection scenarios, like Thrawn never heard of it, no way, and then. Four months later, it, it's announced that he, he is. Um, but no, I haven't spent much time. Do you guys have a, like a hopes and dreams casting type deal for that? Not Thrawn? really. Mm -mm. I haven't really put much thought into it because I don't know. I, I just, I really don't do that, I guess. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I'm trusting the people that are casting folks. And I'm like, oh, that's a great performance. Or, mm, that really missed the mark. Yeah. I, I, I really don't. Holly, do you put much thought the, into it? The only time I put thought into like fan casting something in my mind is when I'm reading a book. Because I get a very okay. specific idea of what these characters look like. And I want them to look, if something's yeah. being put from like paper to screen I want them to look in the movie or the tv show like I imagine them in my yeah. mind which usually is based off of an actor or an actress that I already like 
or the front cover idea. of that romance novel with the guy with the six pack, ripped abs. He's in a cowboy hat. Yeah, that but gives you an idea. But I'm pretty sure oh. he's a human body or like a human yeah. torso on a horse's body. So I don't Sexy. really know if that's functional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it could work. <laughs> but no, um, I haven't thought about who I would like to play Thrawn either. I think that Benedict would be a good option. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Well, what about Kathleen Kennedy? Seems like to she's going to be around for, well, maybe. <laughs> How can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> the backlash? Oh, my God. Oh, geez. That would then, be, what a great April Fool's. I mean, it's coming up here. How would you recast that? See, yeah. people would call for her yeah. to then be fired because yeah. they would be like, you're ruining Thrawn. Yeah. But then yeah. they would be like, but wait, if she gets fired and she yeah. is Thrawn, we Boy, don't have Thrawn anymore. You're screwed. Oh, man. Yeah. What are they going to do? Either or. Either you let it happen or you don't <laughs> get Thrawn. Uh, so not really in a surprise there, Luke. I mean, it seems like she's going to be, uh, handling the reins for a while longer, unless you're listening to Dr. Doom or whoever on YouTube apparently has a scoop that she's getting fired. It's, a, it's, a, there's a secret coup happening and Donald Trump's leaving it. I don't know, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. The, did, did you guys hear the, uh, you know, this is kind of referencing the investor Disney investor call. And, and there were a couple of people who got in there in the, like the hotline uh, who are shareholders to ask questions and kind of ask this, when are you like basically when you're getting rid of Kathleen yeah. Kennedy and the, the higher ups were like, Kathleen's not going anywhere basically. And even if she was, <laughs> why would you expect them to announce that? In that <laughs> right. scenario? Uh, but I think people aren't like, they're thinking about it too much from the story and fan point of view and not looking at it from the business point of view, which is what these, CEOs, executives are thinking Star Wars in the Disney era has still been a money maker. I think they've easily made back what they had to pay George at this point. Um, And even though there's been a hiccup at the box office, one single hiccup at the box office really in, uh, in solo, you then had uh, the Mandalorian come along and be like the biggest streaming thing on earth, at least for a while and launch really launch their entire new platform that is the like a huge future of the of the company so you kathleen kennedy has her hands in all of that regardless of what you think of her creative decisions or selection of directors or storytellers uh she has that track record and not just that track record of the past six years or so she is an historically effective productive producer of movies if you look at her you know her filmography on imdb all her credits like going back to working with spielberg for decades you know like this woman has a lot more clout than than you know sweaties who hate her uh think she does doesn't count luke doesn't count because she oh, ruined my geez. childhood. So it Listen. doesn't. Holly, did she? I mean, yours too? No. Come, Holly, come on. <laughs> Look, people also, this is something that really bothers me. Come on. People are like, they don't like her for different reasons, I guess. Yeah. But they like think that their opinion is going to get this woman fired when she hasn't done anything wrong. Like, it's not like she's out there like shooting off conspiracy theories or like as far as we know 
She's yeah. not like she's not a huge problematic person, and she's done so much good for Disney and Lucasfilm. Like, why would they ever get rid of her? She's probably creating and, the storylines. And right, well, also all these people are like boycott Disney Plus, so they fire Kathleen Kennedy. Listen, you are overestimating how many people are only on Disney Plus for Star Wars. Yes. Like, I think it's probably a small percentage of people who only watch Disney Plus for Star Wars who also hate Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars. At that point, then just cancel your subscription. If you hate it so much that you're going to boycott it anyway, just don't watch it anymore because she's creating or, like, making all these decisions. Like, just get over yourself. Get Discovery Plus or something. Watch Mina and Karen and Good Bones, you Uh, know, flip some houses in Indianapolis. If they don't like Kathleen Kennedy, they're not going to like Mina and Karen. Amen. Amen. I I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) That's a great point. <laughs> Get Kathleen Kennedy on Good Bones. I think that'd be fantastic. Maybe we can make that happen. Renovate Kathleen Kennedy's billion-dollar mansion Down. in Southern wow. California. Can you imagine? I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of house she has. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it is. Definitely not more modest than ours. <laughs> um, th- those were supposed to be joke news topics, and I'm g- got a little something out of you guys, which was nice. Uh, Luke, what I really the the real the real <laughs> real the real real hate those commercials. <laughs> Um, what is the real, real people? I don't know. Explain it to me. It's real. Um, it is real. But the real news, Luke, the serious news, uh, is that uh, the battle for Endor uh, and Caravan of Courage are going to be streaming on Disney Plus in the near future in April of 2021. That is the story we should be talking about. How I know you're excited even though you own physical copies. So it's like you can watch them whenever you want. But the world is going to get to share yeah. in what is, you know, this absurd Star Wars story out there. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for them to, to, to experience it with us. So, uh, I mean, is that not the news of the week? Yeah. <laughs> to give some of the background on this one, I I think I might have seen this before you two did. Yes. Uh, I saw an article pop up saying this, and I forwarded it to both of you, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not sure if I really believe this because it just seemed too far fetched yeah. that that they would actually put these on there. I thought, I thought it, if it ever happened, it would happen later, yeah. um, a few years down the road maybe because these, I, I think they would fear of people thinking these are somehow new when they just pop up all of a yeah. sudden, and and like people thinking like, wow, this is crap. <laughs> Why would they make this? If they don't fully under, like understand it's from 35 years ago and it was like relatively low budget made for TV movie sort of thing, uh, that they might just fear it, it hurting the brand to put this out there. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I'm fascinated to know like who decided or pushed for this or, or made it happen because it it certainly is unexpected. I think it's great for people to get to uh, explore them if they never yeah. have before because these are hard to hard to find. I paid more than somebody should pay Let's for go. these movies to get them at physical <laughs> copies <laughs> on DVD because they're hard they're hard to find. There's not like a ton of them out yeah. there. Um, so it's great that people will have just easy access to them and they can throw them on. And uh, I even thought, oh, this is maybe something I can show younger kids even yeah. because I've been hesitant to let my about to be four year old really get too into star Wars. Cause there is a decent amount of violence and I think yeah. it's, it's not something that's really appropriate for his age yet. Um, so he's been fairly kind of standoffish with it. Um, 
or I've kept him at arm's length from it. But I hadn't seen him for a little bit. And when I got my physical copies, I was like, maybe I can show him more of this. But there's the, the second Ewok movie, uh, Battle for Endor, is definitely a you know, decent amount of violence as well there. So uh, uh, not the most kid kitty friendly little no. kid, but uh, you know, your your slightly older kids will be down for it. And it's it's also good to just like have a laugh as an adult yeah. and, and see like what, what this is all about. You can make a drinking game out of Absolutely. it. I think, you know, well, not to mention Teak is a little terrifying in the battle for Endor. I'm sorry. <sighs> like I love, Teak. He, he's great, but it brings back traumatic memories for me of the eighties and the nineties. Uh, when I watched the, the television hit show, Alf, oh. everyone remembers the little <laughs> alien puppet guy, uh, you know, who had a bad attitude. Um, we had a stuffed elf in our house and I think my sister like put it in her closet and stuff. And I for real thought that thing was roamed throughout the house all the time. Pretty much the equivalent of Chucky to me. So when I see Teak, just flashbacks of, of sure terror uh, in my childhood. So, you know, every time I watch it, I go, Hey, it's cool. It's make believe. Uh, <laughs> so I understand, you know, it may be a little hesitant, um, you know, not not those marauders coming through and just, you know, slaying Ewoks. But Teak was a little scary as well. Um, and also, guys, this may not be the Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor that we all have seen and enjoyed. Sometimes Mike has to go to the depths of the Internet, put his ear to the ground and listen, you know, for <laughs> rumors and, and leaks and, 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 and scoops. Are they editing it before what they're putting it? I'm hearing, Holly, that there is a John Cordy four-hour cut of Caravan of Courage. Hashtag <laughs> Cordy cut. Hashtag Blame, you know bring what? back the Cordy cut. Blame yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Because She's probably she, been closeting this thing for 30-some years. But you know what? Yeah. She is now truly going to be ruining Star yes. Wars by having yeah. them release this on Disney+. Plus. Can you imagine a whole another like, two and a half hours of Ewoks? Actually, yeah. I mean, little murder bears. <laughs> you know what I think? Yeah. I think that, you know how sometimes you can go on yeah. YouTube and you can do, like, the yeah. live videos for, like, the animal cameras the National Parks and stuff has? Yeah. yeah. I think that someone somewhere probably has one for the live Ewoks. That'd be great. Just, it's on all the time, and you can just, like, tune into Endor and watch little Ewoks. Hey, I would, you know I'd watch that. I'll sit there for two hours and watch live bald eagle nest video cams. Yeah. I've done it, guys. They're nesting right now. It's fantastic. Um, but so, Hey, I, I'm going to start it. I'm going to, you'll see it on tomorrow, tomorrow morning, Monday morning on Twitter, hashtag release the Cordy cut. Are you saying that? I'm demanding that for real? the four hour cut of caravan of courage. Give me more low gray. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need more time. I don't know. Michael, if you've, if you've seen Cur caravan of courage, which you yep. have, yep. uh, I think they might've used all the footage they had. <laughs> There are, there are long extended yeah. scenes, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, where there's a lot of just music and countryside. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's well, about, and here's the, <laughs> that's about how it. many. So I, I think they really stretched, stretched the footage they had in certain. I instances. think you're right. And, and honestly, how many more magical, like practical items can there be in the world? We got magical rocks, magical sticks. Wait, can I ask, like, why are yeah. people so upset about the rock? Holly, like, that's, wait, you're talking about the High <laughs> no. Republic. We're not getting into the okay. Geo discussion right. yet, but there are magical rocks. Oh, I thought we were talking about Dwayne Johnson. No, no one's getting upset okay. about him. 
What did Dwayne do? Everyone's pissed at The Rock. Dwayne can't do anything wrong. He's literally he's, like a perfect person. He seems like a person. pretty, whoa. Seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I think he Maybe is. he'll run for president. But I, I will say, I had the, the damn pandemic interrupted this tradition I was starting to get yeah. going with a, a, a couple friends and my brother. Where each Christmas, my brother who lives, um, you know, in Chicago, um, so he's not around all the time, but usually around for the holidays. And we started watching sort of a uh, bottom of the barrel Star Warsy type thing yeah. each Christmas for a couple of years. So we started with the holiday special, which we had none of us had ever seen. Yeah. So like, let's get together, let's watch yeah. that. And then the next Christmas, um, I was like, okay, let's watch. Uh, Caravan of Courage, and uh, we did that, got it in, and then uh, this past Christmas would have been Battle for Endor time was on the schedule, oh. uh, but then you know, the pandemic kind of interrupted plans. My brother didn't come back in town for Christmas and things like that, and it wouldn't have been a great time to be getting together um, with people sort of outside your bubble. So uh, it got interrupted, but I've tried to add to the list of, of, of things you can add on to that list because I'm getting towards the end of it and hopefully you know this Christmas we'll get to battle for Endor yeah. um, but there's now the uh, the most of the Muppets show is available on Disney Plus oh. now and there's a Star Wars episode of the Muppets with 3PO Mark Hamill and uh, and Chewbacca all on it so Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew as well uh, so that's on the list so that'll be hopefully the summer at, or the Christmas after this one, we'll watch that. So I think it's just, it's just great to be able to like experience all the corners yeah. of, of Star Wars that have ever sort of been put out into the yeah. world and just have fun with them in their own way. The good and the bad. Let's get it on the table. People want transparency. Just give the people what they want. Give the people what they give want. Give the people what they want. And here's the great thing. If it's on Disney Plus, you can then have shared streaming party. You can have a watch party. A watch party. I mean, so Luke, the tradition can continue even in pandemic. And I mean, let's go. I'm here for it. I can't wait to watch this with people who have never like yourself really, <laughs> literally have never me. seen. I cannot wait. We have uh we still owe our, our patrons a, a commentary, Holly, on the holiday special. And then we're moving on to the Ewok movies and I can't wait. Um, we are unfortunately only getting apparently the animated Boba Fett story part of the holiday special that apparently they feel comfortable enough releasing uh, on Disney Plus. So that'll be also in there as well as they, they mentioned other kind of legacy stories. So it'll be interesting to see what else is the original be um, Clone Wars. All the original. Exactly. The two seasons of the original Clone Wars from the uh, mid 2000s. So that's that. Uh, that's exciting stuff. Uh, and I think a lot of that is because of consumer demand. Like people really thinking like, Hey, we'd love access to that. And they know people know how exclusive it is. And let's share it with the people. Good this and the bad. Might be an unpopular yeah. opinion. Shut it down. <laughs> You're saying no, no, I, um, part of me kind of feels like they're releasing like so much stuff yeah. all at once. I can't snap. That's probably no, so that you should work. On that. <laughs> yeah. That was silence. <laughs> Terrible for podcast. It's like snap, silence, yep. snap. Guys, check out my snap. <laughs> it's really strong. Wow, that sounds loud. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just feel like they're releasing things so quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to keep up with everything. Yeah. And I just feel like 
by the time I actually have time to get to one thing, they've already yeah. released three more things. And I just kind of wish that they would slow it down a slow little bit and space it out because we're getting all this Star Wars content now. And yeah. then what? We'll only get like one thing next year. And it's like, yeah. just like slow down. Wow. Well, it's, 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 it's great that you bring that up because when Disney purchased the, the Star Wars franchise, they had all these plans to release movies every year. At one point they were talking about movies every day you know, twice a year and people were like excited. And then they started releasing movies that were like, slow down, like take your time with them. And so they said, okay, we're not doing anything for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the streaming platforms take, okay, let's hit it while, you know, it's yeah. hot and I get it, but you're right. It can seem like a little much. I just feel like we want to talk about all of it. I haven't even read any of the high Come Republic on. stuff. Well, There's what, fault. Two or three novels out now. There's yeah. comics. Yeah. That, there's a whole comic line that's getting released. Yeah. I just. It's it's. I, that's why I had to stop reading the main line, the Star Wars main line, because I just I was so behind. I'm like, let's catch up as they get released on Marvel Unlimited. We'll we'll go from there. So you're right. Like we've got so much to catch up on. We don't have some staff of ten people that are here on the podcast to share stories with and what we've learned about these products. So we take our time. Luke is blown through everything. He's actually waiting for the new releases at this point. So he is a freak of nature. Um, but Holly, we need to get Chewy on some of this seriously. Stuff. Him, he doesn't uh, really pay rent or time anything. Up yeah, on maybe it. he can read the stories too. Well, he just turned his back to us, so he, he hates us. He doesn't even want to be here. <laughs> um, so, guys, that's some of the the the, the highlights uh, on the holiday the past uh, couple weeks, past week and a half or so. Um, but I mentioned, guys, at the beginning that we're going to talk about a fun subject, something that I think everyone can share. Uh, you know, what they think on this, because if you're listening to this podcast, you've likely seen all seven seasons of the hit uh, television series, The Clone Wars. Um, and I mentioned that I couldn't believe it. Um, I was reading, a, a st I always, I frequent StarWars.com. I'm kind of, you know, stupid and nerdy like that. You um, frequent StarWars.com? That doesn't make any sense, right? For what reason? Um, You know. Just secret stuff. <laughs> no. Definitely not Star Wars. Definitely not Star Wars. Um, I, I, I found a, an interesting read, um, like I mentioned, from StarWars.com, an opinion piece. Uh, they were talking about the Clone Wars and, and kind of um, like what's your favorite arc or, you know, what kind of big storyline from the Clone Wars. Um, and they had two writers for StarWars.com kind of give their opinions on this um, as part of their from a certain point of view uh, line that they do. And I thought it was fascinating. We don't often talk about the Clone Wars on this podcast. We talk about uh, little, you know, certain, uh, you know, events or, or characters or things that have happened, uh, like Maul and some of his development at Ahsoka. But we never really pick out like a three or four episode arc and say, "Man, that to me defined the Clone Wars." So I think it'd be fun to do. Um, and, and in this article, the uh, the authors um, picked two. Uh, one being the uh, Baron. Uh, arc, if you remember, um, our clone trooper friends, uh, Rex and the Philo First are on Umbaro. I think I'm pronouncing Umbara. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, are you know on this planet? It's kind of dark and 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 it's a weird kind of planet. Um, and they are. Oh, do you remember who the Jedi's name is? Krell. Uh, Krell. Pong. Krell. Boy, they. It turns out he's kind of a dick. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the worst of the Jedi. Um, they, so they they picked that story, and I it really that was 
Ali, that was one that affected you when we watched it. You were a little pissed off, and rightfully so. Uh, it was a memorable story arc, um, and it, it just seemed to go on forever. But that was just my opinion. But then they also bring up uh, Ahsoka, uh, spoiler alert, leaving the, the Jedi um, establishment, uh, being falsely accused of, of uh, you know, igniting a bomb in the temple. Sedition. Uh, yeah, uh, sedition against the, uh, I want to say the Empire. It was damn close at that point. Uh, the Republic. Um, so they picked these two stories and said, really, this is, to me, this is what was the most impactful uh, story of Clone Wars. And I, I tend to agree. Those are really big stories. And then I just, my mind just started racing. Like, what else? Like, it's just so many years of Clone Wars and Star Wars stories. And uh, the, the, the one specifically with Ahsoka and leaving the, the, uh, the Jedi, I could not believe, looking at the air date, that was from February of 2013. What the hell was I doing in 2013? That was a, that was over eight years ago. It was bananas to me that this that we keep going back to these stories and enjoying them so much, and they've been around. It doesn't seem like for that long, but they have. Um, so many so many young kids who grew up with it are growing into their probably teenage years or adulthood, and it's interesting to see that you know this really defined their their Star Wars story. Um, so I want to uh, I want to spit that question to us here. Um, Luke, we'll start with you. I mean, I don't know if you shared the opinion of these two authors in that article, um, or if there's something else specifically that really sticks out, but what, when you think of Clone Wars, what was the most impactful story or arc, so to speak? Yeah, I think the, the two that were chosen were, were excellent ones to sort of illustrate the point about the most memorable arcs for me for the longest time that, end of season five arc with Ahsoka and her um, what she viewed and probably rightfully so as sort of a betrayal by the the order and, and her ultimate decision to even though they wanted to reconcile with yeah. her to to go on a different path and, and sort of find her own way uh, just really beautifully done especially like the very last episode of the arc really makes the whole the whole thing um, just so powerful yeah. The score for that episode is fantastic. Yeah. The the visuals of the what you think might be the last or one of the last discussions she has with Anakin mm -hmm. ever. Um, all very powerful stuff. And the fact that it was sort of the end of the Clone Wars because it was at that point that the, the show got canceled as a TV property. Yeah. Um, that to me felt like the, the most impactful, most memorable arc for the for the longest time. And then that kind of that kind of changes you get the bonus half sixth season that gets released yeah. on Netflix and on, um, you know, DVD and things like that. And then for it to then come back again and say, no, we're going to do this, finish this thing, right. There's going to be a season seven on Disney plus and everything. And then some great arcs there. So that kind of like changes what probably would have stood as the most memorable, most powerful arc just because it was kind of the end in a way, uh, and it was so well done. And then now you can kind of like look at different things and it, it isn't maybe the, the pinnacle it might have sat, sat on long term if, if all this other stuff hadn't happened. Yeah. But a great, great art nonetheless. Um, and I think when you think of the term memorable, it can go both ways. It can go memorable like that was so great or memorable as that was kind of cringy. Yeah. Or that was um, that hit them that missed the mark, but in this way that you'll never forget it. Um, so I'll probably have 
I want to talk about both sort of directions of that, but I'll start with the more the the good side of that, like the that wow, that was so well done, memorable. And um, outside of these two arcs, um, sort of everything Obi Wan Satine to me has to be up yeah. there. That relationship, uh, Obi Wan is is one of my favorite characters as we've discussed, and uh, just to continue to get so much more like personal uh, with Obi Wan. In, in his background and the way he's processed his emotions and his place in the galaxy uh, through his relationship with Satine that you find out like, oh, he doesn't, you know, you might think at first he doesn't understand Padme and Anakin yeah. and, and Anakin's attachment and, and his um, going against the order in terms of romance and, and things like that. But then all of a sudden they plop this story down where it's like, no, Obi-Wan has a romantic past mm. with um, a wonderful character who you learn, spoiler alert, in her ultimate demise, it's revealed that he cared about her so much he may have been willing to renounce the Jedi Order to be with her. Um, and that, like I said, just in the context of Anakin and Anakin's fall and seeing how that makes it so Obi-Wan probably a sta understands more of what happened than you thought. I think it's a beautiful ad addition to his background and into the story overall. God, you're so right. It's, it's just over the years, Obi-Wan has, you know, he's just become so complex and you just, he's been through so much, even in just the films. And then you learn, like you said, Luke, the love of his life, just like, struck down before his eyes like just he's witnessed this time and time again and you wonder how he just ever had the will to continue on to really just had to have a belief in the force and just kind of i don't know for for someone who was you know picked up for the jedi at such a young age and who's experienced so much i mean he's dealt with it pretty pretty damn well and we're learning through even like small stories especially in the, from a certain point of view uh holly especially the one we just read recently maybe a little humor gets him through some of these times uh in isolation and loneliness and sadness um a very funny guy you he know is. he didn't just make that one bad joke there on naboo there in the transport with qui-gon obi-wan's bad joke look it up on youtube oh my God. Um, it's really funny but he's actually a funny guy um so you're right, Luke. Man, that that was such a great story. And and, and I think for me, so much of the Mandalore just kind of storyline, I think I don't have such a fascination with Mandalore so much. And I've kind of gone into detail about the Mandalorians. And, like, that's not really why I come to Star Wars. But, like, when you bring in that element of Obi-Wan and then you bring Maul into it and he's leading Mandalore, it's just that much more interesting. And it really, really got me interested in, in, in the Mandalorians and, and what they've gone through and their history. But because I, I didn't really care before then. Um, so I think it, it did so much for me as, as you know, learning more about Obi-Wan, but really expanding on my interest in that realm of Star Wars that I usually really don't care too much about. Um, and that's kind of blossomed, obviously, with the Mandalorian and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's a good one. What's what's the one that maybe you're like, oh, boy, that we could have done without that one. Well, it's it's funny because the one of the ones that springs to mind the most is, is one I've had a, a change of heart on over time. And 
I I'm 99% sure I've watched the series three times through all the way. Most recently in 2020, sort of after season seven ended, I had this longing to go back through it again. <laughs> and so I, I did sort of right after season seven ended. And uh, it's the, the arc where uh, the main characters are basically all um, four astromech droids, including R2-D2. And they're on a special mission with a little frog alien guy named uh, Bieber Gascon, I believe is his name. And I, when you sent me a, a message saying you want to talk about this, I almost started going back and trying to look at a list of the arcs. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, I, I shouldn't do that because if it truly was memorable, I'd just be able to pull it out off the top of my head. Yeah. So I didn't do that. I didn't go and look at a list. Um, I just wanted to you know, think just let it come to me. Yeah. And this is one that I always think of when I think of Clone Wars. I think of this arc. It's um it's weird. It's a weird arc. They're they spend a lot of time on this planet that's basically like this this big void and you don't know if certain things are real or if they're hallucinating or imagining certain yeah. things. It's it's kind of trippy. And um some of the humor your first pass through it just seems maybe a little corny or it's like it's silly droid humor. And um, in addition to the four astromechs and then this little alien guy who actually is small enough that he can fit in the head of one of the aliens and that are fit in the head of one of the droids. And that's how he rides around with them. Yeah. Um, there's also like a pit style droid, um, like the ones you see in Phantom Menace that kind of screw up the pit stop at the pod yeah. race. Um, and you see them in, uh, in Mandalorian now too. Um, but by the time you watch the series three times and you're watching these episodes for the third time, I really grew to like them. <laughs> uh, the humor between, um, so the only two, the only characters who speak, uh, English are the, for most of the series is, um, the little alien frog guy, Gascon, yeah. and then the, the pit style droid, cause all the, the astromechs just beep and boop, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, they have those two have this antagonistic, funny relationship to me, where the the pit droid is really eager and wants to to do best and be a hero, and uh, he's just kind of pissing off the, the little alien guy and getting on his nerves. And uh, there's a great character, Gregor, um, originates in this storyline, who then goes on to appear in Rebels. He's one of the clones who's still around and hanging out with Rex. Um, when they reunite with Rex and Rebels. So that's, I think, a cool yeah. tie-in um, for the larger canon. Uh, and it's just it's just a set of episodes that takes a while to grow on you. You have to watch them three or four times before they, you really sort of appreciate them. But when you're watching maybe for the first time and you're really excited to get through the whole series and binge mm -hmm. it, it's like, wow, I just spent four episodes on this. Because it's a four-episode yeah. arc. It's not one of those small little two-episode arcs or one of those more standard kind of three-episode arcs. You're with this for a while, yeah. so you really have to um, appreciate it for what it is, or else you're really going to be miserable for four episodes. And this little guy, wasn't he like a high-ranking officer in the Republic? And he He's like a colonel yeah. or something and he had like this, that. Yeah. He had this like deep, like crazy voice. He was very commanding, but he's this tiny little guy yeah. uh, going on a yeah. secret mission. It was, yeah, I had actually forgot about that until you brought that up. That was... Yeah, maybe not so much memorable for me, but now you bring it up, I'm like, oh yeah, that you know, I found humor in it. Um, but it, it tends to be those those droid tales that 
that tend to be the ones that people forget because, I mean, it just happens. We find it in Rebels, too. Sometimes it's just the droids going out. Uh, what's the what's the protocol droid's name that we love so much? Who's Chopper. Well, oh, 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 oh. The, the one in, who gets shot out in the space. Oh. What's his name? Everyone, I will... Oh, eight, eight, five. Yeah. five. I will never forget yeah, when him. that aired. Yeah. Everyone was so pissed <laughs> off. It's some damn musical singing out there in space. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that was a good moment. And it was very comical. But that was Rebels aside. I actually tend to. Yeah, I love how he wants to just float in the void. Oh, I know. He's actually yeah. pissed Leave off when they me. pick him back up. He's so mad when they bring <laughs> oh, him back. It's so good. And I I tend to like blend Rebels so much with. I was we, Holly and I were bringing up, you know, some some topics before we started, and I mentioned something. She's like, "Michael, that was Rebels," and that's like that for me. They just blend so well together um, with the stories that tie in. Just t- to me, it's one continuous story. I mean, really, it is. It really is. It really is. Just you know, from a different perspective, and we 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 tie it in with the older stories and Maul and the clones and our kind of legacy heroes. Um, so that's a good one, Luke. Uh, Holly. You've seen a majority of the Clone Wars now. Um, you actually recently saw the big Ahsoka um, storyline, and I remember you saying, "That's how people were left at the end of that episode," because that was the end of the season. Oh five. yeah, when that yeah when the season ended, you were just I, like that. They had to be left like that, <laughs> and the show was done. Yeah, I agree with what Luke said earlier where that final scene with Anakin and Ahsoka where she's facing the camera but facing away from him and he's standing behind her but facing away from her like back to her but he has his head turned because he's talking to her and they won't even look at each other and then they like don't even look back they just walk away well he looks back kind of but I don't know that was very emotional but I feel like I don't know. I it's hard for me because I watched everything out of any sort of order that makes sense. Yeah. I watched all of Rebels and then I watched season 7 of the Clone Wars yeah. and then I went back through and started Clone Wars from the beginning. Yeah. So I kind of feel like everything's like a jumbled mess up here. That's fair. Um but yeah, I feel like it would be unfair for me to say that that arc was the most memorable for me because it's the one that I watched the most recently. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to kind of stick out for me. But I don't really, I don't know. I don't really think, there are a lot that I had reactions to. The Umbra one, yeah. I had a huge reaction to because I just You were found upset. It, I was upset. I just found it so appalling that this general could be leading the clones and is actively pitting them against each other so they kill each other. Yeah. And the Jedi didn't really care. I feel like that's something that you would know if he's if he's commanding clones in a war and most of the clones under his command are dying more than anywhere else Mm. in the Clone Wars. That's a red flag for everybody else to take a step back and be like, he's not a good leader. Yeah, we're having more casualties than anybody else. This is not an efficient way to run an operation, especially during war. And they just like didn't care it's the clones who had to step in and take care of it because nobody else would help them and i feel like that was a really big thing for the clones to have to do Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have had to do that these people should be taking care of them because they created them but they didn't care about them and i feel like with the clone wars it's literally named the clone wars but i think that the arcs that include the clones are a lot of the arcs that people like the least and i think it's because they just want lightsabers they want jedi they want the characters that they already know but it's 
called the Clone Wars, and the focus really, to me, should be on the clones mm -hmm. and what they went through because that's the whole reason why we're even going to yeah. have this war is because they were able to build an army of clones to mm -hmm. be able to fight back. And I just, I don't know. Anyway, that yep. whole arc had me so mad. It did. And I, this is why I love going back and rewatching these with you because to me, like I remember that, that, that Jedi master being a real dick. I remember that, but, and I'm sure you know, I, the story resonated with me a little more at the time. I mean, it was a long time ago now. God, I was a different person then. Um, that was eight years ago. Um, well, that was longer. That was yeah. season four. I mean, that was God knows nine years ago, decade ago, whatever. Um, it wasn't so memorable to me, but when you and I rewatched it and your reaction to it was awesome. Cause you were, you were pissed off and there's, there's moments, you know, in clone wars where, you know, it's very obvious that the, it seems like one of the big, the points of this story was to humanize these clones and allow them to really develop as like sentient, and like have, to show them as humans and right? have an identity. Exactly. Have an identity. That's why they have all the cool haircuts and the sweet names and, and, and the tats and stuff. Um, but it really didn't stick out to me until we watched it. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. Like they're being thrown into this, you know, war that they had no part of. They had no choice in it. And then those that are supposed to look out for them the most are the ones that tend to make very brash decisions because they just look at them as expendable. Even, you know, Obi-Wan in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith in the Battle of Coruscant, Anakin wants to go help one of the clones that's getting hit by droids. Yeah. And he says, he's doing his job. Let, let him go. He's like, no, I'm going to save him. Maybe it was to Anakin's detriment. I don't know. And the, and the mission, I guess they had a you know they had a big mission to get the Chancellor. But like even then, even Obi Wan, you know, maybe not expendable, but like the mission takes precedent. And I know that's yeah. A well, huge when it thing. but when it comes, I don't know. You, uh, it it's a whole other conversation yeah. that we can have comparing how war and different hierarchies in the military mm -hmm. are portrayed in the clone wars versus like how that actually works in real life. Yeah. That's a whole other analysis or yeah. conversation to have, but it's just like when it comes down to the Jedi and the clones and who's saving whose ass, yeah. it's always the clones coming in and saving the Jedi and yep. then the Jedi only looking out for themselves. Exactly. And it just, that arc I mean, obviously, we know what happens in Order 66, and we kind of... But still, I just feel like it just gave me one more reason to be like, I freaking cannot stand the way the Jedi Order operates, and you can really sympathize with Ahsoka mm -hmm. later for yeah. her leaving. And, like, it all... Like, really, the series just sets you up to see the huge fatal flaws in the Jedi Order. Yeah. Well, and, and until that point... I'm sure we've had seen, I mean, it's been a while since we watched it, but I'm sure there were Jedi that weren't so great, right? But we'd never really seen one that, like, actively, as a Jedi master, was a huge dick. Like, we just never really had but seen But he wasn't that. even just a huge dick. He was legitimately like, a murderer. Like, he despised them. Like, exactly. he was doing this intentionally to kill them, even though there was, he was in an active war zone. Yeah. And he was being attacked, and the enemy forces were advancing mm -hmm. on his people. He decided that it was probably more important for him to take the time out of his yeah. day to develop 
a tricky plan to plot his clones against each other so they kill Mm -hmm. each other instead of worrying about what's actually happening well yeah and that's that's what i'm saying it's, it was like important for us to show that there's a not uh, you know there's that the the jedi order isn't all you know great mm-hmm. that there's people yeah. that maybe at one point you know he was identified and he, he kind of rose up in the ranks and and things change obviously there have been jedi who have left there have been jedi who went dark but seeing that and seeing these clones being like wait like they couldn't even process it like there's no way he's a jedi like the, look at look at Anakin. Look at us. We're all so close. Like 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 they've done nothing but good for us. But then there's people out there that are going to take advantage of you that aren't gonna. They don't. He doesn't even look at them as like sentience, really. Well, well, that one clone. I forget his name, which is really terrible because I'm sitting here preaching about how we have to care about the clones, and I can't remember his name. But wow. <laughs> but don't hate me. Probably fives or. or well, Rex. he no, it wasn't because he was the one who arrested those guys yeah. for treason or whatever and tried to have them executed. F- Dogma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was just like this, he, he was going to kill him in the end too, but he was like, well, first let me use you yeah. as much as I can. It just like, I don't know. It puts a bad taste in your mouth and I know it's a fictional show, but there are people out there like that. So it kind of has a sense of realism outside of the whole, like I'm mm-hmm. on a fantasy planet, blah, blah, blah. It just really bothered me. Because they knew that this was happening. This was a pattern in the clones. It's another example of them having to come in and save themselves because the two Jedi who actually give a shit about them aren't there. Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah. That's totally fair. So a memorable story, right? That's how I feel about that that arc. I want to have a whole uh, history nerd podcast (laughs) that uh, compares Jedi Master Krell uh, accusations of being... uh, a butcher yeah. with his with his uh, troops to uh, Union General Ulysses Grant in Civil War also accused of being Boy. a butcher. But let's let's table that you know, for another discussion. Can you imagine? We'll we'll side by side. Like let's let's take a look. Yeah. You need one of those. What are those? A Venn diagrams? Are yeah. those the circles? Yeah. What do they share? <laughs> yeah. An affinity for the color blue. I have no idea. Maybe. No. I like what that color? though. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Look, I'm like. What's your favorite color, Buddy the Elf? Nah, I don't know. That's, 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 that's a quote from the movie. <laughs> you just made up your own quote <laughs> to Elf. Yeah, go ahead. And I mean Elf, not Elf. Mm. Never again. I'll never watch Elf again. But you talk about it a lot Terrifying. on the podcast. How did I? I recently came across Elf. You or put look, it on. I showed it to you. It's on, yeah. no, because it's on the Roku channel. I was, oh, like, looking yeah. for bad television. I was like, <laughs> Alf is on Roku? Anyway, that's what happened. He kind of reminds me of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch because he's But, just, a, like, a drunken one. <laughs> he just seems like, yeah. Everybody's least favorite uncle, but from another planet, exactly. I guess. With no clothes. That's exactly what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a memorable story. that frustrated you, but a memorable. Are there any, like, any kind of feel-good moments oh. yet? A lot of darkness in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I, as far as arcs go, probably I can't think of any feel-good moments. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a show about war, so hey those man, aren't really the yeah, ones you're that... you're absolutely right. I don't know. That makes me sound really terrible. I'm like, I can't... I can think of episodes and moments and yeah. episodes that made me feel good, but overall, like, if, if you asked me to pick out an arc where, like, only good things happened or that made me feel good as a whole, probably not. That's fair. That's totally I fair. haven't seen the droid one that Luke was talking about. 
You'll love it. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, yeah, I also have moments that pop up, and I'm like, God, was it Rebels? Was it, you know, really awesome hmm. epic moments with Ahsoka? It's like, God, oh, that was Rebels, but, you know. We should. We'll yeah. play another game. Ooh. This is what we're going to do on the next podcast. Okay. I'm going to pick out a bunch of quotes, and some are going to be from Rebels, oh and some are going to be from the Clone Wars. <laughs> and you guys have to answer, is it Rebels or is it Clone Wars? I also had a similar game. Do you get to hear who the character no. is? Or I guess some of them might give, away. give it away. But I mean, some it could be like uh, Ahsoka said, and, you know, and she's in That's both. True. Or Rex said, yeah. and he's in, he's in, in both. So true. Could play around Those would be tricky bit. ones. That'd be a fun game. Okay, I'll write up some. Down. We'll expect that in a future podcast. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Maybe it is because we recently watched that Ahsoka one, but and I, sh- I'm sure it is something that is shared amongst all Star Wars fans because the Clone Wars was a Ahsoka story. It, it really, really was. As much as you know, it's gonna explain it in Obi Wan and Anakin and these tales that they went on and cool. And there's an amazing Windu action. That's fine. It really is Ahsoka's kind of coming of age. Like, uh, that's what it is to me. And it also is a clone, you know, kind of growth. And like you said, Holly, forming an identity and realizing there's more worth to them than just, you know, yeah, we're soldiers, but, like, we're also family. And it just was, yeah, I don't know. that Those, to me, that that is Clone Wars. Um, and so that season finale of Episode 5, you mentioned the, the 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 ending right there with you know Ahsoka turned away from Anakin. For me, it's the moment right before then. Uh, Ashley Eckstein and 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 the guy who does Anakin's voice, I cannot remember at this point. Freddie Prince Jr. Not that lantern. Oh. <laughs> yes, but oh shoot! You're thinking See Kanan. now I'm thinking of hey, Rebels and bring <laughs> Freddie back. Louise. Um, he could probably do an awesome Anakin. He, You'll have to edit that out because people are going to be like, this no. girl didn't even see the <laughs> show. Don't edit podcasts <laughs> unless really ridiculous things are said. Um, the moment where they're, I don't know if they're in a little room or an elevator or something, like they were going at it. And I was just like, boy, they were really bringing it in that moment. It was just, you could see the way Ahsoka was responding, even calling him Anakin. She has grown, she's grown up. She's becoming her own person. She even says, like, I've, I've got to figure this out on my own. I've got to go my own path. And, yeah, you believed in me, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> like, now I call you Anakin. You're no longer my master. I thought that. It was just, man, what a great performance by those guys. It was just such an awesome moment. And so, like, like when Ollie said, this is how they left people, it's like, yeah, what the hell, guys? That's not cool. It's like we all had to share in that agony for a while. <laughs> and that's why everyone was so excited to see um, you know, season six, which is a little trippy for me. I need to go back and rewatch season six because it's one that I, I don't think I watched it consistently. It was like when I could get to it and it was some, some trippy stuff. We'll watch it. We'll watch yeah. it. That has a memorable arc in it too. The, um, yeah, the fives arc in that yeah. season six, You're right. where he kind of discovers the, the secrets of the chip in order 66. Could have stopped it all. Could have stopped it all. No one would listen. That's another thing. Like some of the clones didn't believe him. Like what? Because they're brainwashed. <sighs> it's it's yeah. So there, you're right. There's some 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 not so kind of crazy stuff. But Yoda and kind of going off. He goes to Dagobah. He goes to Sith home where I don't remember where it was. But um, some weird stuff. But I need to go back and watch that. But season five to me, man, it's juicy. There's some good stuff in there. What a great season. But um, 
Ahsoka is just it's it, and to me it's so crazy because like Luke said I kind of mentioned a, you know a memorable but maybe not in such a great light like you know when you originally experienced it for me was that opening night of the Clone Wars movie in 2008 and I walked out of the theater going what the hell did I just watch I don't understand I don't think I had an idea that they were making a cartoon series after that I was like um, okay, <laughs> like, we're just thrust into this battle scene, and it's, you know, we rescue a little baby Jabba, and then, <laughs> cool. What the hell did I just watch? Is this the future of Star Wars? And who is this annoying little, you know, bratty teenager? Like, I what snips. Like, I what the hell is this? And it had nothing to do with her being a female character. Sometimes kids are annoying, and when they talk and say annoying things, they're just annoying for that fact. So that, to me, was very memorable. And even starting the beginning of the Clone Wars was rough for me. Um, it really picked up in, you know, later episodes. And had they actually released these things chronologically, it would have made a lot more sense. And we wouldn't have jumped to season three and then come back. And it's just some kind of some weird stuff. But I remember just kind of being like, what the hell is this? From going to that to be like, oh, my God, like Ahsoka is just... A, a, a profound Star Wars character, and it's just her. It, it's a coming of age for her, and she had to do so much of it alone. Um, it's just a completely different story than any ones we've really seen. Um, and, and that end, <laughs> when she, uh, I, she's talking about leaving the order or whatever, and having thoughts leaving the order. The order, and Anakin says, "I understand how you feel," and she just says, "I know," and that's the last freaking thing she says. It's like oh my God, like these two really needed each other. Like I, I would get people to ask me questions. What if Ahsoka stayed around? Do you think Anakin would turn? Now I'm like, maybe not because they really needed each other to say it's okay to have these feelings. We're always going to be there for each other. We're always going to be looking out for each other. Just wasn't enough in that moment. Wasn't enough the, the distrust that she then had for the council. Wasn't enough that her best friend and her father figure was, you know, trying to be there for her. It just wasn't enough. So it's like, would things have been different? I don't know. But she knew they were so in sync with each other. She knew exactly how Anakin felt. And he knew how she felt. It was just kind of this unspoken thing. I think it was even deeper than Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan kind of knows what's going on too. He's just kind of more so annoyed about it. But Ahsoka and Anakin understand each other. And now after after season seven, people are like, what if she would have stayed? Like, what if he would have turned? I'm like, ah, maybe not, because they, they balanced each other. They really needed each other there. Um, I, I don't know. Season five, that finale is something else. So, yeah, when, when Ahsoka came back, it was something special. Um, and there's more Ahsoka stories to be told, and that's, that's a very exciting time. Um, and that, that's, that's my Clone Wars story, being extremely disappointed and not understanding what the hell is going on to being blown away at the story they were able to tell and, and win over people that were so hesitant. And, and, and I was just so, I didn't understand what the hell we were doing here. I get it's for kids, but like, doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, little baby Jabba's cute, but. Was he? Was he that cute? I mean, a slug guy? I don't know. He was okay. He made some cute noises. Oh. Um, but they, they, they won me over with that and it ended up being one of the best Star Wars stories out there. Um, so for me, I mean, I thought these writers were spot on one that I didn't really appreciate as much, but then kind of seeing it through Holly's eyes and hearing her response to it, like, yeah, that was a huge moment for the clones. Um, and then they, I thought they, 
nail it right on the head with Ahsoka. I think it was one of the best stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, season seven too is pretty epic, pretty epic. Um, but yeah, it got, any other memorable Clone Wars moments that we're? I'm sure there's more that we're forgetting. Uh, Luke, anything? Well, I think along the lines of maybe not enjoying it as much in your first pass, or depending on what your your baggage is going into it. There's there's some fun Jar Jar stuff in there. There is yeah. some Jar Jar stuff that is is lame Jar Jar, especially really early on. But then down the line, uh, there's some stuff I really enjoy. There's um, there's an there's a it might just be a one off episode or a short arc where he ends up impersonating the new ruler of the Gungans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Called Boss Leone, You're right? Because uh, it's not it's not Boss Nass, the big fat dude anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a skinnier guy is the leader of the Gungans now, and he looks a lot like Jar Jar. So Jar Jar is able to impersonate him, yeah. and that's what I enjoy a lot. Um, is that so? Like I said, it's just it's nice to go back with a character, and, and Jar Jar got a good run yeah. in in Clone Wars. When you think about how minimal he was made in in the prequels after Episode One. Um, presumably because of the the backlash against the character, his screen time was definitely minimal in the, in the later two movies. After that, even though he may have played a significant role when you really look at it, uh, story wise, um, he gets his day again in, in Clone Wars. There's there's a lot of Jar Jar stuff. Some not so great, and some like I said, that uh, enjoyable, and I got a kick out of, especially that. Like I said, that impersonating the Gungan leader episode. Is that the story where they capture Count Dooku? Doesn't he aid in the capture? Or not Dooku, Grievous. I think it's Grievous. Grievous. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they, he helps capture yeah. Grievous. Yeah. But let's go, Jar Jar. Yeah. But you know what? We can never <laughs> keep this guy. Like, we have him detained, and he somehow gets away. Um, you're right. That was, yeah, that ended up being, yeah, a nice redeeming story there for Jar Jar. Uh, Holly, I was a little worried. And a, little, I, a little too much episode. <laughs> To hate, hate from Luke there. I'm starting well, to think maybe he left the review. I really loved Luke's distinction between fun Jar Jar yeah. and lame, lame Jar Jar. Too much Jar Jar hate in this podcast. <laughs> Too much episode two and Jar Jar hate, if you ask me. Gosh, yeah. that's. I can't wait for Holly to, to – I mean, at this point, we might have to do just do a whole rewatch. I don't know. Every every other week, Holly's like, should we just rewatch Rebels again? I'm like, Holly, oh oh, how many times? Gamble. I know. Okay, I, sounds great. The Clone Wars is yeah. great. It's fun. But, like, yeah. Rebels oh, has my heart. At. I could I probably know. just keep rewatching Rebels for the rest I of my life. I could agree more. We should have a memorable moments of Rebels conversation, too. There's that some powerful yeah. stuff. Perfect I idea, think we should. Luke. I think that's a, that may be the next episode. God, I already Maybe know. in a couple weeks. I already have, like, ten. <laughs> I think bam, we, bam, bam, bam. we lead that episode <laughs> off with a little... You know, quote. When did it, it? When did it happen? Oh. Uh, yeah. And then we'll we'll have a rebels conversation because you're right, Holly. Re- I'll, I just so many fond memories of watching rebels. Yeah, did I have to stay up till ten o'clock on a freaking school night to watch it? Yeah, was it on Disney XD that I didn't get, so I had to go to a buddy's house to watch it? Yeah, but I was there every freaking week to watch it. What a great and when it was released, getting it on Blu-ray, rewatching it. What a great story. He introduced us. You trying yeah. to do it? Trying to impersonate a younger person? Yeah. At school night? Uh, you know, as, uh, uh, no, probably at the age of a twenty-five year old or whatever that was at that point. Um, yeah, God, those were those are good times. And and rebels, I mean, characters that we had no idea who they were, just you know, setting up a family. 
just a crew, just needing each other. Man, some some of the most memorable moments in Star Wars. I'm no Jedi. <laughs> Jesus, let's go. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Holly, something you got rebels on your mind. I now. do. I hop in season one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But a long time ago, Michael let me borrow his rebel. He had rebels yeah. on DVD, and yeah. he let me borrow them. And what happened? Let's be oh, let's be honest. What happened? Oh, I gave them back. Yep. Without I couldn't finish them. Yep. Without watching. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. How I just stupid like, were you? How then? freaking dumb! <laughs> I'll tell you what. I used this to. This guy giving me cartoons. What the hell? Get out of what here are you with that. Five? Oh, freaking yeah. nerd. I don't know. Probably I used the to best, best move. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. I used to babysit this kid, and he would. We'd always put the Disney Channel on. I don't know. He was probably like five yeah. or six at the time. We always put the Disney Channel on, and they'd be playing reruns of the Clone Wars. I didn't know what the Clone Wars yeah. was. I this was at a time where like Star Wars, like you were too cool. It's cool. I've seen the movies. Yeah. So that's all I need. All I don't need. care. Yeah. But he would always like. God, he would make me sit on the couch and he would explain every single thing that was about to happen in each episode before it happened. Should have been paying attention. I should have been. You should have been. He, he was, had some good insight he, back he then. We didn't know schooling it. Schooling me on the Clone Wars. And you know that, I mean, uh, they would just like, they would play a new episode, yeah. then they would play like 16 other episodes and yeah. all of them were out of order. Like they just like put them on whatever episodes they wanted. But oh my God, he would just like sit there and tell me exactly. Okay. So now this is what's going to happen. Uh, okay. So they're going to this place and I'm like, okay, okay. And then I recognize some of those episodes now when we're like rewatching. They them. went through that whole Umbaro arc, and he was he was dissecting just like the transformation of the clones and them forming identities. And you're like, I, mean, I yeah. could care less. Kid. This five year old. Yeah, he here's some sugar. Me earlier. That's where I got the the Grant comparison. He sent me that that dude. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's just, yeah he's just like here's some history lessons for you. Here's where Dave Filoni was pulling in some assets. If I was yeah. that smart when I was five years old, man, we'd be millionaires. Probably wouldn't have a Star Wars podcast. Seriously. Well, li babysitters, listen to the kids you babysit, okay? Maybe we need to take them a little more seriously. Maybe they should start Don't a reject podcast. reject their nerd. Yeah. Babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> the Forgotten Tales of the Babysitters Club. That actually it sounds like a great podcast. Is that the new podcast name? Yeah. Yeah. Screw Flying Casual. Yeah, forget about We're it. We're now the Untold Stories of the Babysitters Club. <laughs> I read some of those books. It's like right up there with yeah. like the Hardy Boys, Nancy yeah. Drew. Ugh. Nancy Drew? Like the, the television host? The Is that who <laughs> I'm thinking of? The missing persons lady? That no, she's a mystery solving yeah, she, lady. Listen here. Well, we just saw her on something. She was in... Uh, Nancy Drew she was is in, a fictional no, character. A, oh, well... Literary character. Wait, who's, but who's the, who's the, who's the Nancy Drew uh, uh, headlines lady? She, she was... Who's that? <laughs> I don't remember uh, her name, but I know you know what I'm talking. She got that southern draw. <laughs> yeah. She's out there accusing yeah. everyone. Court TV. She might have been on there at one point. That's not Nancy Drew. But there were wow, there no were idea. Nancy Drew Hardy Boys crossovers. They were great. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> I might have to be introduced. Are we having a Hardy Boys podcast? No. Well, actually, yes. Okay. And also, you're thinking of Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. And you keep calling her Nancy Drew. <laughs> Do not ever. <laughs> <laughs> Do not ever accuse me of being that hillbilly. She's oh not a hillbilly. No, she's not. And her S husband got murdered. Sweet lady. So. No, I know. There's a lot of grief there, and I get it's a lot of processing. I understand. Okay. Anything else on the Hardy Boys? Because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. I can't believe you've never read the Hardy Boys. It's like a Huck Finn story. I have what? No idea. I don't know. They're 
Oh, this is like 1950s. Oh, I they solve mysteries. I okay, I don't know. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're brothers, and they're in high school, and they solve mysteries. Oh, well, maybe I have. There's so many different iterations of that that I probably read in Goosebumps or something at the time, but yeah. Goosebumps is coming back. Yeah. Hashtag like new. Like bring new back the bumps. N- no. That sounds terrible. <laughs> bring back terrible. the bumps. Specify Goosebumps. <laughs> You're a marketing Thank genius. You. Don't hire him. I'm pretty him. sure there's a four-hour Goosebumps cut out there. Yeah. The one yeah. with, I don't know who was in that. Jack Hashtag Black. the R.L. Stein cut. <laughs> I know there's a four-hour cut of the Beast out there somewhere. The Beast? That was a Goosebumps story about oh my the God. coaster. No? I remember the one where the kid got turned into a dog, and it was like oh, I love that a one. whole big thing. I love the creepy puppets or like the camp store, the summer camp store. The summer camp the ones were terrifying. Yeah. I still have those books. But there was another one with yeah. like a mud monster oh, in the woods, crazy. like a yeah. like a bog mon- swamp monster. Wow, the bo- which is it? I mean, the swamp monster, <laughs> I don't know. mud there monster. Is, there is a difference monster. between a bog, a swamp, or a creek. That's not even close. <laughs> not, not even close. Boy, this conversation has devolved into something else. This is, but that's the podcast the people need. It's just the whatever comes to mind podcast. <laughs> whatever comes to with mind. With the Babysitter's Club. I never babysat, so I couldn't tell you. You never babysat. Holly might be the only one. Luke, do you ever babysit? He has kids. Well, he, he babysits, babysits every, every day. day. <laughs> Holly, but here's the one thing. <laughs> that's what women hate, though. You don't uh, When the people say, my son's babysitting, they're like, no, they're your kids. No, the worst, the worst is when, like, a lot of my friends who have kids on Facebook, yeah. they're like... <laughs> Yeah. I'm so lucky. My husband let me go get a pedicure today Come and on. agreed to watch the kids. What? Yeah. Your husband doesn't watch the kids himself. Yeah. You have to like work it out Come so on. that he watches the kids. Get it out there, Holly. Oh God, we were at Home Goods earlier, and oh this woman boy. was like, "All the stories now." Yep. <laughs> this woman was like, "My husband just said, forget about it. I'll see you in the car." He yeah. hates it when we go shopping. God, I, there's nothing more like like demasculating than like home decor. I mean, can we all? No, I'm kidding. I'm all in there. I'm getting all the home decor. Home Goods is one of my favorite places. Anyway. Anyway. I find some good Star Wars stuff at Home Goods, though. Some of the best. No, actually. That's where we got the cookie jar. The cookie jar. Yeah. I bought great. a bunch of Star Wars blankets there. I got yeah. my super cute Mandalorian mug Let's there. Go. We saw these really cute little cups Come that on. had Baby Yoda on them. They were like, they actually were probably candle votives. Yeah. And they were act- they were in the drinkware section, which I think was probably incorrect. Probably put my mouth on it. Probably yeah. not. But it was like phrasing. But it was like <laughs> frosted glass with like little Baby Yoda on it and yeah. a bunch of like other Star Wars characters. They looked really cool. Looked awesome. Yeah. They're really marketing the hell out of that Baby Yoda still. Anyway, his name is Grogu. Gro- yeah, right. Sorry. Grogu. Uh, Luke, any good Home Goods Star Wars finds for you? Uh, I just need to also disclose: not endorsed by Home Goods at all. This is not an advertisement. No, we're just fans. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever what? been to one. Oh, jeez. Okay. You guys have to like. Okay. What? Well, <laughs> be be ready. Well, they're closed now, but we'll ne- next we'll weekend get, we'll pick we'll you up in the to, rav. It'll be a Patreon yeah. special. We'll do oh, Luke's first time at Home Goods. My, can you imagine? We'll He'll vlog be it. so overstimulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially with all the mud bogs and the. Marshes. The marshes and the cricks, yeah. Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew and Crimes and Jar Jar Binks. Uh, this okay, you know what? Actually, yeah. casting mm. casting in my mind okay. now or just Nancy. making it up. It's a Nancy Drew and Jar Jar Binks solving Star Wars crimes. I actually think that would be fun because here's the thing. One of the things I loved in the Vader line 
the the recent one when he's out kind of trying to solve Padme's death and stuff. He's got that funny like droid with yeah. him. Why Jar Jar should go on like a side quest like that with someone and offer that kind of comedic side. That'd be fun. But then yeah. like the big plot twist is that even though Jar Jar is made to look super super yeah. stupid yeah he's actually the one who solves the crimes yeah well there's actually inadvertently a, a comic book where he wields a lightsaber we'll just leave it at that oh i heard he was a sith lord well that's yeah that theory's been debunked uh, has it i don't know this podcast stinks <laughs> that's the name of the new <laughs> podcast that's the name of the that may be it this podcast stinks I think I get some ratings don't listen to this, this one is, this is not talking about star wars i'm talking about Home goods and home decor shit. I don't care. It's our podcast. Bunch of Turn libs. Turn it off. Turn it off now. Bunch of libs on their home decor. Okay. Well, guys, if you made it through that, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking about uh, our, our our favorite Clone Wars uh, stories. I can't wait to talk about Rebels because that excites me. Phrasing. Phrasing. Um, love me some Rebels. But, guys, I, I want to know. Like, let's get in the group. Let's Holly, maybe we post in the group. What's what's your favorite story? I mean, that's going to that's gonna be some good dialogue. Maybe Brent will do a poll. I mean, or, yeah. I'm down. Poll yeah. with a little bit of little, little. Yeah, if you have a favorite arc in the Clone Wars, let us know. Because now yeah. I want to, now I do want to, like, kind of compare yeah. and see what everybody's favorite ones are. And if, you yeah. know, if the majority of people, like, a lot of the same ones or yeah. I don't know. I just find it really interesting. It kind of hits home with different people in different ways. So. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll have another poll to follow that. Do you want a four hour cut of Caravan of Courage? Yes or yes. Those are the only answers. No answers. <laughs> so uh, expect those polls soon, guys. I do appreciate you checking in, listening to uh, Flying Casual or This Podcast Stinks, wh whatever the new name is going to be. Uh, I'm really liking that. Maybe that's the new slogan. It's, not, it's no longer don't be a dick. It's just this podcast stinks. This podcast stinks. Jar Jar even thinks that this podcast stinks. Shut it down. That's maybe a new t-shirt. This podcast stinks. Jar Jar Banks. Even Jar Jar thinks we're lame. Lame Jar Jar. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate you. If you enjoyed this, let us know. However you can, on whatever platform you're listening to, rate, review it. Um, check out our Facebook group. A lot of good conversation going in there. Um, as well in our Patreon as well. And come hang out with us every month with our patrons, uh, join in some book clubs, some good conversations uh, with those guys. We have very specific commentaries that we need to work on. Holly, we're still working on Holly's Drunken History. Just haven't got Holly drunk enough to perform yet. Michael's buying... Phrasing, but you you know what I mean. It's just, it's just 3% light beers. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't get the job done. Yeah, the Coors Pure just... Yeah, the Coors <laughs> Pure is just not... 3.8 just doesn't get it done. Just doesn't get it done. That's okay. We'll get a couple bottles of wine. We'll make Too it much coarse hate. Tone it down. I agree. Yeah. This is a working class podcast, damn it. Okay. Um, but guys, let us know. Join the group. Join the conversation with us. I appreciate you listening. Take care of each other out there. And may the force be with you always.